You're listening to Noob Jitsu, the frequently recorded chronicles of the adventures of a 37-year-old overambitious man as he attempts to learn the gentle art of the Brazilian gentle art of gentle art. <clears throat> My name's Rob. I'm a two-stripe white belt at the Abmar Barbosa Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Northern Virginia, and today is Monday, April the 12th, 2021. And uh, <clears throat> it's been a little while. It's been, ooh, I don't know, a month since I recorded? I don't know. It's been some time. If you listen to this and you're, like, looking for new episodes and stuff, I'm sorry for the delay. Uh, you know, but as I've said so many times before, this is this is my chronicle of, like, when I have stuff on my mind and when I feel like something is appropriate for posterity or I might want to come back and listen to it again later. Uh <clears throat> And that's, uh, so that's why I don't try and like force episodes. I used to do like two a week, like after every Monday, Friday marathon roll. And that just, boy, the brain empties after a couple of weeks of that. So I've tried to really whittle it down to just, you know, put, put something out there when I have something to, when I have something on my mind. So that's why there's these sort of gaps. Um, I didn't like going this long and it was actually unintentional, but it was, it was because of a lot of things that have been happening in life that, uh, I want to kind of get on, on digital paper here today. I've started physical therapy and I have to say it's been one of the smartest decisions I ever made. Um, I've been recently, probably the last two months, I've been experiencing some, some very unpleasant, discouraging, um, uh, psychologically, I guess, uh, disturbing or, or really, you know, just really kind of, um, un- unpleasant hip pain. And I couldn't really pinpoint it, but I was afraid it was my SI joint. And <clears throat> I thought maybe it had, it had, uh, uh, become injured by, um, bad form on like Romanian deadlifts or my, my double pause deadlifts or something like that, you know, something I was doing wrong. Uh, I also know that when I squat, I, I tend to, um, you know, kick my, my right forward, my right foot forward a little bit further on the plane than my, than my left. And I thought maybe that misalignment was, was causing some kind of joint issue. And I was kind of worried about it. So I signed up to go see a physical therapist, uh, we had an appointment scheduled, and then he ended up uh, having an unfortunate run-in with somebody who tested positive for COVID, so he had to cancel all his uh, appointments and push everything to the right. Um, and then it was, uh, you know, it was a couple of weeks before I could actually get in to see him. So <clears throat> by the time I finally did, his name is Dan Carp. He's a uh, he's a physical therapist and uh, all kinds of other certifications and education under his belt. He's a very very um, uh, a very insightful, intelligent person, and uh, uh, extremely talented at what he has, what he does. He's he's um, you know excellent, excellent choice to go to him, and he works. Uh, his company is called Premier Performance and Rehab, and it's in the Northern Virginia area. So, I, I, just before I go any further about that, if you're listening to this and you're in Northern Virginia, here in the DC metro area, uh, if you're having pain from like strength training. BJJ, uh, you know, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, strongman, you gotta, you gotta find yourself a, a good physical therapist. And I have to recommend Dan because he, this man is like 
he does movement assessment before anything. He'll watch you move. He'll he'll make you do different balances and different movements, and then he'll start uh, really pinpointing where the problems are. And when I say pinpointing, I should say needle pointing, because he also does uh, dry needling, dry needle, dry needle therapy, which is uh, uh, sort of like acupuncture, but instead of trying to like realign your chakras and and put a needle in your skin and leave it there for you know 20 or 30 minutes while you while you uh relax this is more like triggering um a mandatory reset of your um of your uh, uh sensory motor neurons so what he does is he pops a he he finds the the affected muscle you know and for me it was my so far, it's been my psoas, my uh, glute min, my adductor longus, and my adductor magnus, uh, and my sartorius, all on the right leg. Um, but he pops a needle in, he wiggles it around a little bit, and then the muscle does this thing that I can only describe as like if you have a tangled up towel and you just grab uh, two corners of one side of it and flip it so that all the tangle, like the twist comes out of it and it just like flops into a flat towel again. That's kind of what it feels like uh, in your muscle. It doesn't hurt. It just feels weird. And it's similar to that first feeling of like when you, when you realize a massage therapist is releasing a knot, like physically pushing lactic acid out of your muscle tissue. And uh, you feel that kind of wiggle or wobble. Um, it's similar to that. Uh, it's just much more intense. And the after effects, uh, you, you know, you can get lightheaded. You, you can get a little bit, a uh, little bit you know, shaky and, uh, a few days following, you might be very sore in the area that was reset, not because there's damage or trauma, but because your, your muscles, you know, your, your, your motor neurons, sorry, your motor receptors in your, in and around that muscle, they don't know what's happened. And usually your, your muscles get all locked up from, you know, from being under load. And this is, a way of, of resetting them without any kind of injury or without any kind of, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know, without, without having to do like a lot of stretching or foam rolling, without having to be under load and without any kind of injury. This is just, you're, you're getting that same kind of, uh, work and reset just with a needle. It's just like hitting the reset button on a, on an electronic device or something. It's super weird, but it does wonders. I walked in limping, and kind of hunched over, and I walked out upright, pain-free, day one. Um, there's still more to do. My adductor magnus is uh, kind of emerging as the focal point of the the issue on the leg. But the problem is I'm not using my core enough uh, when I do jujitsu, and I'm really over-recruiting my hips. Uh, so on that side, on that weaker side, where I tend to, um, you know, because everybody plays to the right, uh, or sorry, everybody, everybody attacks to the left. So you're always kind of guarding to the right. And that's why if you can learn to attack to the right and, and, you know, most people aren't ready to guard to the left, or if you can learn to guard to the left, then, you know, you, you get that ambidextrous, uh, passing and, and guard play. You're, you're doing pretty well. Uh, but anyway, my, my right side definitely takes most of the brunt of it. Also, I'm a, when I don't use my CPAP, uh, if I have, you know, if I forget to put it on or if I just I, I have trouble sleeping with it or something, uh, I'm a right side sleeper. So that additional compression of my hip is is not making it any easier to recover. But I did physical therapy. I've had two appointments so far. And the last one, when he hit the Magnus, that was like a big, 
that was a big moment uh, in, you know, it was like a great moment in hip therapy for me. So I had to take a few days off. I actually took a week. I didn't roll for almost two weeks. I think the last class I'd gone to was a Friday night basics. Um, and I'd gone to the noon, like that week I'd done 10 sessions, just about, uh, I'd missed one. Um, but I was going for 10 sessions and I'd done the noon class on Friday and we did like 45 minutes of arm bars. We did arm bars from, from Mount, from back, from neon belly, from, uh, close guard and side control. So it was like 45 minutes of nothing but arm bars. And then Friday night we did over under passes uh, we did over under to mount to armbar. So my training partners uh, are usually pretty heavy because I'm very heavy. And uh, I usually get, you know, the, the big the big guys training with me, drilling with me. And so having somebody sit on my ribs and like slide back down to finish the mounted armbar that many times in one day, uh, I remember the feeling in my lat when my ribs tried to like move back into position. It was just like this awful pain. So I didn't roll that night. Uh, and then the next day I had, I had all intentions of going to, um, open mat, but, uh, it, it, I was reminded that I had my first COVID shot, uh, that, that early that afternoon. So I didn't, you know, I wanted to go get some lunch and, and then head over and get in line for that. So I didn't roll those, those two, those two days, Friday night and Saturday. And then I took the entire next week off. Um, and then, uh, uh, this past week was the second week that I was off. So I went back to open mat on Saturday, this past Saturday and rolled three good long rounds and everything felt kind of nice. My hip is still kind of like, I, it has a limit, so I, I can tell where that is. Um, but anyway, I'm back on track now and I'm going to be, I'm actually headed to class right now. Uh, so I can get there, do basics tonight and then stick around for marathon roll. And I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, the other thing that's changed is I have partnered up with a nutrition coach. And I'm really happy about this. Uh, you know, I, I, for the longest time, I, I went on thinking that I was not the kind of person who worked well with a coach. Uh, and it was all related to this past experience in high school when I was working with this mixed bag of coaches where like, you know, the wrestling coach was really cool, but the other wrestling coach was uh, a complete turd, you know, and one of the football coaches was cool, but the rest of them were, were just, you know, these, these idiots that had no business working with kids and it just turned me off to coaching, you know, and I, I've, for, for the, all that time in between, I just thought, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who works well with a coach. The truth is uh, I'm not the kind of person who works well with a crap coach. Um, and I learned that lesson when I finally decided to, hi to uh, uh, hire up Michael, my strength coach, who has been programming me, uh, programming for me for over a year now. And, you know, we've had great strides, just absolutely tremendous progress uh, with my, my form and my strength. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's going great places because I found a great coach. And that was a lesson to me. Um, it also came around the same time that I started jujitsu. I started with Mike uh, December of 2019, and I started jujitsu January of 2020. So I've been working with Mike through it all, uh, and I, I've been working on jujitsu through most of it, uh, that being 2020 and now 2021. But um, my coaches at 
at Abmars have have carried on that tradition of just being excellent sources of, of you know, lessons and feedback and encouragement and uh, a good experience. So I, I got over my personal kind of trauma or, or dissatisfaction with coaches in general. And I signed up with a man named Frank Turner, who is, uh, he's a pro bodybuilder and uh, he runs a stable of basically up and coming pro bodybuilders. These people have, you know, I've watched a few of them transform into just absolute uh, beasts ready for the stage. And I, I myself, am not a bodybuilder. I have no interest in bodybuilding, but I do have an interest in losing 60 pounds and keeping it off from forever. Like getting back down to my high school weight, getting under 200 pounds. Uh, and the main reason I want that is I want my jujitsu game to open up. I don't want to be a heavy smash passer, half guard player who always just, you know, goes for the same the same three passes, the same three smashes, the same three submissions, the same three sweeps. I don't, I don't want to be like, I'm strong enough to roll with those guys, but I'm so heavy that my endurance just doesn't hold out. I flatten out on the mats. Uh, a lot of it has to do with being a white belt for sure. I've got so much more to learn and so much more to practice. Like I have to get more just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more hours on the mat. But, uh, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the problems that come along with being so heavy, especially with such a soggy midsection, uh, being stapled to the mat, my hips just don't move freely and my core just does not support me well enough to, to really make it work. And that's one of the reasons why I use so much, you know, why I was, I was called out for using so much strength early on is because I couldn't make it easy. I couldn't make the movements easy because I wasn't really using my hips, glutes, and core. So I had to really force it with my, my upper body. And uh, that's that's been a crutch for being lazy. You know, being strong is, is fun, but it's really just, it's kind of just laziness in jiu-jitsu. Um, there's some situations where I'm sure being stronger than your opponent is going to give you a maybe a 1% advantage. But for the most part, you know, if you don't have hips and hips and glutes and, and, uh, core strength. What do you, what are you even able to do? There's, there's just not much. So, um, I'm trying my best to get down to the weight that I should be. Um, and when I say should be, I mean, for me, I don't mean by like BMI or by, you know, the physique that, that, uh, anybody dreams about. I mean, the weight that, that I feel like my body wants to be. Uh, and, and I've been trying it on my own for a few years now. I've lost some weight. I've gained it back. Uh, I've, I've rubber banded and rebounded and gotten discouraged and given up. And, and the thing is like, I'm able to figure out my own macros. I can, I can calculate all my own macros and try and lose a pound a week and all that, but I'm not going to stick to that. You know what I mean? Like I don't have the discipline to turn my wife down if she wants to order in or something, you know, it's like, and she's not a bad influence on me. It's just sometimes I don't feel like cooking and she gets that sense and she says, oh, you know, we can sort her in. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. It's great. So I'll find a way to make orange chicken and chips and ice cream fit my macros. Like I know how to calculate fat and protein and uh, carbs. I'll make them fit, but that's just not going to get me anywhere. And the other thing is I, I, I sort of developed this eating disorder 
uh, from all the fasting I was doing. And I have nothing against fasting. Um, and in fact, I still, I still fervently uh, believe in the work that, that, you know, the people are doing up at, up at uh, the, the intensive dietary management clinic up in Toronto, where Dr. Jason Fung works. And I've read his work on, on reversing obesity and reversing diabetes using intermittent fasting. And it's, it's fascinating stuff. But when you abuse it, like it's a game, like I'm just trying to get bigger numbers and I'm only eating one meal every few days and it's nowhere near enough calories. It's just like, I'm starving myself. I'm putting myself in that, that same starvation mode that you read about in the Minnesota starvation experiment. Uh, uh, my nails aren't growing healthily. My hair is not growing healthily. Well, I mean, look at my hair you wouldn't, you wouldn't know, but it's just not growing healthily. My attitude's not great. My body can't maintain its temperatures, right? Other systems are, are suffering to slow my metabolism down on those fronts so that I can store, you know, more fat and keep doing jujitsu. And I'm just getting heavier and heavier while I eat less and less. And it's, and I'm stuck in that cycle. So, uh, knowing that I wasn't going to figure it out myself and I was just digging myself deeper. Um, I, uh, I, I, hooked up with Frank and he gave me a, uh, a very generous meal plan. And when I say generous, I mean, 2000 calories on rest days, 2,500 calories on jujitsu days. And it is, it is like a lot of food to me. It's so weird to me to eat breakfast and then eat again a few hours later and then eat again a few hours later and eat again, like six meals a day. But it's just, it's, it's good food and it's whole foods and it's, proper nutrition. And it's like, it's a different world opening up. I, I give myself this piece of advice though. Don't, don't share it with so many people. Like just cause you're doing something that you're excited about and you're proud of and you're, you know, you really believe in, you don't have to tell everybody. You don't have to tell anybody about it actually, but there's this thing when it comes to diet and, and exercise and, nutrition where everybody thinks they have a firm grip on, on nutrition and you'll meet somebody who's, you know, 115 pounds in a soaking wet ghee and they'll tell you, Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even think about what I eat. I just eat McDonald's and stuff. Like, okay, cool. Good for you. Or you meet like the 400 pound power lifter who's like, no, you just got to eat whatever you want and then you lift more. And it's like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear nutrition advice from anybody period. And they will give it to you freely. Uh, no matter how much you don't want to hear it. But, um, you know, it gets to a point where it's, it's really easy to get distracted and discouraged. And for me, the most important thing is keeping my head down, keeping my eyes on the meal plan and sticking to the, the menu that, that Frank laid out. And, uh, it's, it's been a good start to it. I'm only in the first week, but, uh, you know, I feel encouraged. I think we can do it. Today will be a great test because, this will be my first intense training session on this meal plan. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the end of marathon roll because I get to eat two bagels. <laughs> so that's fun. I got some uh, bagels and chicken waiting for me at home. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But anyway, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. You know, I got, I got physical therapy going on. I'm healing. I'm recovering. I'm listening to my, I'm listening to my body's needs. I'm resting. I've got a nutrition coach. He's meal planning for me. We're going we're gonna to transform this. My goal is to be uh, 200 or under by the time I hit 40, which is uh, about two years from now. And I, I think it's possible. 
I really do. But, uh, you know, that's pretty much all I, all I have to say about it. <clears throat> I thank you for listening. I hope, I hope this week's been good for you starting out. I hope you had, uh, the opportunity to, to enjoy yourself and, and, you know, start it off right with this great spring weather. It's kind of rainy here today, but it'll be nice the rest of the week. And, uh, Tomorrow's my anniversary, uh, my second anniversary. So, not my second year, but we have two. We got legally married, and then we had a ceremonial wedding down at Disney World. So we celebrate April first and April thirteenth. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> looking forward to that. At my, uh, it's our fifth wedding anniversary. So that's cool. Uh, we've been together for seven years, married for five now, and uh, yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be a, a, a lovely time. So that's pretty much all I've got. Uh, I've eaten a lot today, I feel like, but I know it hasn't been that much. Like just the rundown of this meal plan so far has been <clears throat> incredible to me how much it seems like I'm eating, but how full and satisfied and not snacky at all or tempted at all or thinking about food at all that I am. Uh, I had eggs, two eggs, and some egg, liquid egg whites this morning. It was all measured when I say some. I just don't remember the exact numbers. I had two eggs and a few egg whites this morning with a bowl of uh, cream of rice. If you're ever going to make cream of rice, follow the instructions. There is no there's no shortcut to cream of rice, and that stuff is gross if you don't cook it right. So follow the instructions. I will next time. Um, I, then I had uh, my big my big breakfast was sweet potatoes and green beans and ground turkey, and then my uh, my light lunch was uh, a cup of cucumbers and like four ounces of chicken and a little bit of olive oil, <clears throat> and then my uh, second lunch was a cup of cucumbers and uh, six ounces of chicken, and then my pre workout today was oh it was delicious a cup and a half of jasmine rice. Couple ounces of avocado, uh, five ounces of chicken. Just put it in a big bowl and mixed it up with some salt and pepper. And it was like, it was incredible, man. I've been without butter now since this started, and uh, that avocado just really satisfied an itch that I was having. So that um, was it was really good. And then tonight after after class, I've got uh, chicken and two bagels waiting for me. So you know it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be a good day. Need some chicken and bagels and uh, get some rest. But anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you're well. I'm going to go fill up my water jug and and get to class, and I hope you can too. And if you're still waiting on the COVID stuff to to break before you get back to training, then I I hope you're enjoying listening to somebody talk about it. I hope it's not bringing you any kind of, you know, sadness or misery that you can't train, but maybe making you look forward to when you can. And uh, as always, I thank you for your support. Uh, Appreciate it. And I hope you all have very, very enjoyable, safe, the very best, happy training.